Welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today, I have the honor to speak and listen with Lubna Forsley. Lubna is a successful coach, consultant, and speaker. She's worked with various well-known brands like Coca-Cola and has shared the stage with famous entrepreneurs like Steve Wozniak. Lubna is someone who helps bring the best and greatest out of people. So Lubna, thank you for taking the time to come on today. I'm excited when I when you reached out to me I was just thrilled to have someone with your knowledge come onto my show so I like to start out though with this simple question and it's kind of you know kind of the beginning what what's the story or what motivated you to become a speaker consultant and coach what motivated me I think I had spent a good chunk of my life working for different companies and at one point I wanted to um, just live my truth and, and branch out on my own. And I wanted to do that because I wanted to inspire as many people as I can in my lifetime to live with purpose and to leave a story behind. Um, I really believe in that with all of my heart and it comes from my upbringing. I really believe that in the end, on our last day, the only thing that matters is that story we leave behind. Um, and I encourage everyone to work backwards uh, in their life um, and, and start with the end in mind and work backwards and, and make sure that they live every day with purpose and every day in a way that takes them towards that direction that they want to go in and towards that story they want to leave behind. That's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's a cool, cool story too. That's that's awesome. But a little bit on the finding that purpose, what's, what's the best way? I, I think it's only natural for me to ask this, but what's the best way people can find their purpose? <laughs> That's a great question. And, and I think there are many different ways. I've spent seven years researching the field of purpose. And, you know, there are many ways out there, but I, I'm going to share with you a few. One of these would be to lean into your recurring pain or, or to lean into something that has, you know, been with you for a good chunk of your life and to just face it, face it head on, lean into it and um, and, and make it your purpose and and help others who are facing a similar pain uh, on the journey. Uh, so that would be one. I also believe in connecting the dots backwards. So our life is made up of so many stories, so many. And, and actually, if you plot these stories on a graph, uh, especially like the important ones that have been defining for you, both positive and negative, personal and non-personal, you'll start to find patterns, very clear patterns in your reaction towards these stories and your behavior. Um, that's because we're wired in patterns. And so I think when you do that and you connect dots backwards, you'll be able to see a clear uh, pattern emerging. And I think that's a really good indication of, of our purpose. You know, you there are many other ways, like one way would be to put everything aside, all your limitations, all your fears, and everything aside and imagine, you know, if I had a billion dollars or if I had no limitations in my life, what would I be doing? Um, and, mm -hmm. and to lean in towards that joy, to lean in towards what energizes you, what you love doing and, and combine that with what the world needs. So these are different methodologies. Um, I tend to do a combo when I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I also look at people's shadow. Um, so for example, 
we are all operating with a specific persona because we were raised to operate in a certain way. We were taught certain things by our parents. But I think we, mm-hmm. as we do that in our life, we bury other things in our shadow. And I think it's really important to reintegrate these uh, because these are these have in them elements of our truth. And I think to be 100% whole and to project a whole image of yourself, I think it's really important to project uh, your persona, but also your shadow. So the combination of your persona and shadow. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but like, um, I, I think, you know, we all come into this world with a purpose. There's no such thing as finding purpose. We all have a purpose. Uh, as long as you, you're breathing and as long as your heart is beating, you, we all have purpose. When we say finding purpose, it's actually stepping back and looking inwards and trying to articulate that rather than find it. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, and that's an interesting thing. I've never heard that we've all the, we were all born into this, like, with a purpose, right? As long as we're alive, we have a purpose. And I, and I've talked with various people. And one of the common themes that comes up is it's okay to make mistakes type of thing, right? Like I think especially my generation, especially they get so like worried about the mistakes that we make, right? Like we, we want to, like it's in us to be perfect, right? We want to strive towards this idea of, Hey, we're going to be better than we were yesterday type of thing. But, uh, at the end of the day, we're going to make mistakes along that path. And it's okay. That's, that's, if anything, that struggle, that pain that you mentioned, uh, is a great way to learn, to grow and to excel beyond where you want to be on, on the m- mistake side of things. I think we often find ourselves again, putting ourselves down or saying, Hey, I can't, do this or we, we feel unqualified, I would say is the right word to put there. But how, how would you say we kind of overcome that, you know, mentality of, hey, it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to learn and grow, it's okay to actually go out and pursue a better version of yourself? I would say it's encouraged because first of all, you only learn from mistakes, there are no such things as mistakes, there are learning opportunities. And I also think that these mistakes that you're doing are on your path to purpose. They, I, you know, all of these things that happen in your life, they are on your path to purpose. If you just step back and analyze the repeating pattern and, and face that repeating pattern and do something about it, that's when you actually grow and, and, and grow in life. And I think that's really, really important. So making mistakes is okay. And, and we all, obviously beat ourselves up for making mistakes and and not only ourselves but also the the people that we raise like in my case i'm a mom and i have kids and i'm always trying to protect Mm -hmm. them and not let them make mistakes and i every once in a while i have to step back and think you know what like i've had that opportunity I've, i've been given that opportunity in my life to make mistakes and i need to do the same for my kids uh rather than protect them because the mistakes that they're making is what's going to grow them and what's going to teach them. I think the most important thing beyond making mistakes that I would highlight, and I and I say that also in my coaching practice, is that that the idea that you are not broken, that you there is nothing to fix. I think so many people have this notion that they're broken and that they need to be fixed and they need to go to somebody to fix them. That that there is no such thing. Nobody is broken. Uh, we are all. 
human beings with a reason for being, a purpose basically by definition is a reason for being, and we all come with that uh, by default. And again, as long as we are breathing, we have that. And part of that is actually just going on life's journey and making mistakes and learning and growing, if that makes sense. No, that makes that makes complete sense. It actually, as you were talking there, I, I kind of see the, I mean, I, I don't, I myself, I'm not like a parent or anything. I'm still too young for that, in my opinion. But uh, when I look at my parents, they, uh, you know, I look at that. I'm like, I, I can't imagine, right, watching, because I've, I've made countless mistakes, right, or doing things that maybe they don't agree with. And it's just like, oh, just like, if you only did this one thing, right, we, I think we get stuck in that, like, if we only just do this one thing, just fix this one thing, then this, and the reality is, is we, we, we always want more, right? We're always going to chase more, right? And if you can kind of take that step back and actually say, hey, like, it's okay not to be here right now. And, you know, like you said, make those mistakes, then we, we'll be in a position where we can actually succeed. And I mean, you, you talk with all the great people that have, whether it's in business, whether it's in coaching, whether it's in whatever field of it is, most of the greats in those fields said, hey, you just got to fail, right? You got to learn. That's the best learning experiences when you fail, when you, and I, I actually, I, I will say this. I don't like using the word failure. I like using the word setback. <laughs> it's, I think setback is a better word because if, if failure means like, that's it. Like you're quitting, you're not doing this anymore. Like that's it. Like we're done. But uh, setback kind of implies that, hey, we still got this. Sure, we might have just taken a step back, right? But now let's just take a step forward. So that's that's kind of my take on failure and all that. But I, I, I want to get your thoughts on, uh, you kind of mentioned at the beginning of this storytelling and how do we tell like our story so then we can, because I, I, I think people ultimately are one of the best ways to help you like overcome those setbacks. I think that's, something that if you can reach out to other people and kind of share with them, Hey, this is what I'm going through, or this is what I'm experiencing right now. One, you can help other people. And two, you can maybe even help yourself. But, uh, what, what's kind of your thoughts on storytelling? What's kind of, I, I want to hear this, what you have to say about that. I'm going to use Steve jobs as an example here. So, um, there's a very uh, famous video of Steve Jobs called Connecting the Dots. It's actually his uh, commencement speech uh, at Stanford University and where he takes three dots from his life or three defining moments and he connects the dots backwards. And he basically explains how these three very defining important moments in his life where he failed or where he made mistakes have defined his outcome or have have defined the amazing path that he got to. So I really think it's important to, as you make mistakes, to connect the dots backwards and realize that these are just on our path to mastery, on our path to success, uh, rather than think of them as mistakes. So, um, so I would say do that and use these specific mistakes and defining moments as examples of your story, as proof points of your story. So for example, in Steve Jobs' case, if you look at that video that he has on connecting the dots, 
he got to where he got to because of these defining moments and his whole idea of thinking different is because he managed to think different in these defining moments. The pattern in his success is that idea of thinking different. And he uses his beautiful story um, in a way where he crafts the story by mentioning, by leaning into his pain, by mentioning the defining moments that got him to where he got to. Um, so I really think if you can come up with a story that defines you, that mentions what you're the go-to person for, or that mentions what you stand for in life, and do that in a way projects your personal brand and projects your uh, purpose, but in a way that also have specific proof points that prove, you know, how you got to where you got. Um, I think that would be a, a really good thing. I love his methodology. I think it was just, it's such a beautiful video to watch. Yes. I, I can, I actually seen that video. It's there's more parts to it and it's a phenomenal speech. I think it's, if you, if you were to list speeches, like in the modern day, his definitely is in the top 10, top five, I would even argue, of all time. I Phenomenal speech. And I think, um, I mean, uh, this kind of came to my mind as you were talking, but could you maybe like know when you're in those defining moments? Or is it only, can you only really know you are in those defining moments when you take that time to reflect and look back? Like, it, can you, like, maybe predict, hey, I'm in this defining moment of my life or, like, be aware that, hey, this is, like, a critical point in my life? Or is that something you just kind of have to wait and see what happens? No, I, I absolutely think you can. Uh, you don't have to wait and see and reflect back on it. You, you will know it because you are called to make certain decisions at certain times. And when you are called to make certain decisions and you have to go left or right, you just you know that that's a defining moment, especially if it's an important decision. Or at times we're all faced with situations where we don't agree with something. We're working in a corporate environment mm -hmm. or we're in a contract or we're somewhere and something wrong happens or something not necessarily wrong, but that's wrong for us, right? It may not be wrong for other people, but it feels wrong for us because it's not 100% aligned with our values. And so in situations like these, Many people say, no, I'm going to stand with my values and I'm going to, you know, put my foot down and, and go in a certain direction, even if that means I'm going to go alone and I'm going to have to let go of certain people in my life or I'm going to have to let go of money or I'm going to have to let go of something great and, and pursue my values. And so this is an example of a defining moment, right? You know it in the moment because you're called to make a decision you're called to make a choice that is either aligned with your value or not aligned with your value. And, and you just either do it or not do it. And there are other times when you just, your intuition tells you to do certain things and you just do them. And then for no specific reason at the time, but then when you reflect back, you're like, oh, like this happened in my life. And I, I remember that. So for example, if I can use Steve Jobs' example and mine, um, he says that in his speech, in that specific speech, that he, mm -hmm. in a calligraphy course, I don't know if you remember that in the speech, he says that... Oh, yes, I do remember this. He said that he, he dropped in, you know, he dropped out of college, but he dropped in on a calligraphy course, and he didn't know why he was doing that, but he just found it cool at the time. 
And it turned out that that was foundational for the way he developed Apple products because he wanted the simplicity and he wanted the elegance and he wanted, he used elements of what he had in his calligraphy course. So I think that, you know, that's an example of something that maybe at the time on the day when he chose to do the calligraphy course, he, he was just called to do it and he followed his intuition, but then it led to something. And I certainly have had that. Like I remember went to, I had an exchange program once when I was in university and mm -hmm. you had to select five courses of which two are electives. And I just wanted to do something really weird, something crazy, something that was very, <laughs> like that I never had the opportunity to study, right? Like beyond what I was studying. Mm -hmm. And so I remember picking two courses um, and one of them, I, I, I was just called to do it. I just picked it. Like I, there was no specific thought process behind it, except my pure intuition. And that course was death and dying. And I don't know why I picked that course, honestly. Like I wasn't facing anyone in my family that was going through that. I wasn't facing any, any, anything at the time. I just was called to do it. And I thought it was really cool. I had been raised in the Lebanese war, so I had seen that, and that could be the closest correlation, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. I just did it. And now, as I started studying coaching and I'm studying trauma therapy, I did the TEDx talk on, obviously, the story you want to leave behind. As I was doing all of this and studying for all of this, I was reflecting back on my life, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I actually took a course on death and dying at one point, and how can I use that? to form, you know, my process uh, to help people find their purpose and live with purpose and leave a story behind because it's at the end of the day, death makes you live. It, it, it gives you a way to actually, if, if you step back and if you, mm -hmm. you know, think with the end in mind, it gives you a reason to live every day. Sometimes you know you're defining moments and it's very clear and other times you don't, you just, you're cold, you you know it because your gut tells you to do it. You're called to do it and you just do it. I think that's true, right? <laughs> like I, I can't like say anything else that or like offer another perspective or a question against that. But I, I will say oftentimes, right, we, we kind of wonder ourselves what what's I think especially people, right? There maybe you mentioned like in college, right? You took that course that kind of opened your eyes. And Steve Jobs, same thing, right? He took that calligraphy course. And it, it seems to be that I, I remember hearing this, that ages like 16 to 26, it's the decade of decision, right? Like that's one of the most valuable decisions. And where most of my audiences actually falls into that range, I think it would be wise to ask and say, how do they kind of find those values, right? How do they find those things that they want, right? Those things that they want to stand for, the story they want to share with the rest of the world, the story they want to leave behind. What's kind of best way they could do that? How do they make good choices, I guess, is the question I'm getting at. Yeah, and I think first and foremost, tuning into themselves and to their bodies and listening to themselves, making sure that you have enough time in your life for reflection, you're not always go, 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 go. Um, and, and you have that time in your life to, to step back, listen to yourself, listen to your intuition. You already know what you want to do. 
and everybody already knows they mm-hmm. want they they get that feeling in their body uh, and sometimes we don't pursue what we want because we're afraid of something so the question is mm-hmm. not whether people know what they want or what values they have because these are built in because they had been especially on the value side, they had been raised with these values all of their life and they formed them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that, that is already built in. The question is, do you want to change them? Because you have in your life at any point in time, you have the option to start over as many times as you want. You have the option to start from a white paper. And you know you've, we've seen many people in life and many case studies of examples of people who have changed their life inside out uh, just by changing their pattern, by changing their behavior, uh, it's hard to do, but it's doable. And so they need to tune back in and uh, do a lot of reflection and get in touch with themselves and get in touch with you know, what excites them and what makes them happy. And just listen to the notice in your life every time you're doing something that excites you. Write it down. Notice what you were doing in the moment. Were you speaking? Were you coaching? Were you talking on a podcast? Were you writing? And and notice these things and do more of them. Uh, and notice also what what doesn't excite you, what hurts you, what you stand against. Uh, notice also what you volunteer for. What is one thing you are more than happy to do, free of charge? What is one cause you're more than happy to stand for? and give your time to, without any question, free of charge. That's a good indication of purpose. I especially like the last part, right? Find something to volunteer in, right? Like, or even just like give your time freely because I I find some of the most rewarding experiences I've had, right, in my life have been when I, I, I don't ask for payment or I don't ask for anything in return, right? It's just, hey, let's just do this or, hey, I'm gonna serve you and I don't expect anything in return. And occasionally, maybe sometimes they'll give me something. I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, that's, that's awesome. But it, it kind of takes away from the reward, the satisfaction almost of like, this, this feels good, right? Like I'm doing something that helps someone else better their life. And that kind of helps you. I remember like, it kind of takes the focus off of you and puts it on helping others and serving others. And not only does that help their life and the community around them, but it also helps you, right? And it kind of helps society as a whole, right? Improve and raise the standard of living in some cases, I would say. And I, this is something I think though, a lot of kids especially just struggle with is, you know, finding that, right? They, they feel lost, I guess, is the word I think we need to, put out there. They, they don't really like, like you said, right. They're trying to find their purpose. They already have their purpose in most case, like what, what you said at the beginning, they have their purpose. They know what they want, but they're just lost. Right. They just don't know where to go. They kind of going all over the place. Is that like normal or is that something, or is that more of fear that's kind of taken over? What's kind of that feeling of just being lost? What's What's that all about? Well, I think you can only be found if you've been lost. So I don't think it's bad to be lost. I think it's good to be lost <laughs> uh, because you can only find yourself when you when you lose yourself. 
And I don't think that that's bad. I think it's okay. I think what's really important is not to stay lost all of your life, I would say, uh, if possible, for the sake of your sanity, for the sake of your peace, because I have certainly been lost and I know mm -hmm. that it's not a great feeling. And, and this doesn't happen only with teenagers, by the way, and school students. It happens even... It happens at very critical points in people's lives. I see it in adults also, and I see it at people who are going through a midlife crisis, usually around between the ages of 35 and 50. Everyone goes through a midlife crisis, and that's when they become lost. I also see it with mothers who just give birth, because when you give birth, you're bringing in a new life, and you take on in, uh, an, a new element of a new identity. So uh, that whole notion of being lost is not linked to only students, you will be lost at many times in your life, and that's very normal. But I do think that, you know, if you can kind of be lost in purpose, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> there we go. If you can be lost, like, with a purpose, lost with an objective, you know, and, and, and not do that throughout your life, all of your life, so that you can have an element of joy and happiness, I think, I think that would be great. So kind of almost like finding a goal or a mission to kind of pursue type of thing. Am I? Yeah. Of... So I think one of the things that you mentioned earlier is, is probably the most important thing in purpose. You mentioned that when you did volunteer work, you were helping other people and also helping yourself, right? The whole point of mm -hmm. having the purpose is basically beyond you. It's not just about you. It's about you, but it's also beyond you. So your why is beyond you because you exist to basically also serve other people uh, and that's how you find fulfillment there's a lot of people who are looking for fulfillment and they do a lot of things and they, they try to find fulfillment in so many different directions that don't give them fulfillment whether it's you know buying that new fancy car and not that i'm against that i'm, I'm all for buying cars and i'm just saying like people like are looking for all of these external things that they think will give them fulfillment, like whether it's the the makeup or the car or the fancy things. And that's not how you get fulfillment, or at least I haven't found it in many people. I think fulfillment comes from being yourself, doing work that you love, serving other people beyond you, sharing your story so that your story can impact so many lives beyond you. Uh, I think that that's great for fulfillment. So in... in Serving others, we serve ourselves because part of purpose is actually giving away, giving away your gift that you have. That's yeah, I, I like that. That one one of the things I actually so I talked with someone about this, and one of the, the reasons. So I I run, I do this podcast right, and I do this. I have another business, and people always like ask me like, dude, how do you just get up and just do it, right? And I'm like. Well, one, I like it. <laughs> I like doing it. And I'm like, that that helps a ton, believe it or not. There's some people, right, they see the, right, like what you said, the external factors, like, oh, you get a lot of money if you're successful. And they're like, I want that. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting more money. I think that helps you pursue, right, improve your life, right? It, it's a good thing to have. But if that's your only motivation, then... You're often, like you said, you're going to find a lack of fulfillment. There's, it's just, you get there and it's like, you expect this great thing, but then it's the only person you've served is yourself. And I, I found this, especially when I talk with other business owners, the people that 
tend to be the most successful are those that they, they try to create something bigger than themselves, right? Like, of course, you have your business owners that just make the business solely for themselves. But I'm like, the ones that make big companies, like just like you've mentioned Steve Jobs today, people like Steve Jobs that, that make these massive, just massive companies, I think they really just come down to the like idea of I'm going to make something way bigger than myself, right? Like I'll do, I'll put everything I can into this to make this happen. Right. And I have this vision of what I see is going to happen, but ultimately it's dependent on other people and I need to serve them in order to bring this vision to reality. And that's, that's, I don't know, that's kind of my thoughts on that. And I, I think you touched on all that phenomenally, but I want to ask this, I think, I, I like that you mentioned the other people, right, get lost. <laughs> I think that is completely normal, and I, especially right in those early years as like a student. And when you're experiencing that, I think that's one of the first times when you really start feeling like true, like it's your first time, right? You're not experienced to it. Whereas as you get older, you're more experienced to that feeling. So then you can be better <laughs> and I guess work through it like you usually do be found I guess is the word I'm looking for but uh I, I've talked with a lot of kids and they struggle like they just feel so disappointed I guess about like what how they live in their life right like they see these ultra successful people like on social media and stuff like that right and it kind of I mean they know right oh it's not healthy and like that it's playing in my mind but I think they find like it, they can't help themselves type thing. They're like, well, if this kid's doing it, why can't I type of thing? And I, I, I kind of want to get your th thoughts on that. What's kind of, what, what, what's your take on social media? What's like, is it damaging? Like some people, right. And how they're pursuing things like kind of discouraging them or can actually serve as a motivator to be better. Yeah. I have a love hate relationship with social media. <laughs> and I think many people do. Um, I think you know, if you can find a way to use social media for a great outcome, that would be good. So, for example, I've learned so much from social media. Like there are tons of accounts that teach you so much, and and I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's why I love it. I I do get what they're saying about comparing themselves to other people on social media and not feeling like they're good enough. I don't think that that's great. I also think that social media can be quite harmful. And, and I say that as a mom of a teenager. So yeah, it can be harmful. Um, but I think it's really important to, again, stay connected inwards and stay as much as possible. Because if you are comparing to other people, you're not connected inwards. You're not tapping into your true passion. You're not tapping into your true purpose. You're not tapping into your true power. You're actually just comparing yourself to another person. Sometimes it's good to compare yourself to other people. I love Steve Jobs. I don't compare myself to Steve Jobs. I don't compare to Steve Jobs, but I think he's a great benchmark. And mm -hmm. I love what I learned from him. And so I don't mind seeing people like Steve Jobs and great other people on social media who are much more successful than me. But I use these as examples of people that teach me lessons rather than as you know individuals that I... I feel down every time I see because I'm not achieving as much as them. You know, everybody in life gets what they deserve at the right time. And I think, you know, sometimes you may shine at a young age. Sometimes you may shine at a later stage. 
But I think just staying focused on yourself and your true purpose and what you love and what you want to achieve and who you want to serve. Like at the end of the day, again, what do you stand for? Who do you want to serve? And go out and get it done. And then that will fulfill you. And that this way you won't even need to compare yourself to other people. And I think that we're heading towards a new era where success is being redefined, in my view. Like with everything that's happening on the mental health side and with everything that has woken up people like in the last two years due to COVID, I think that people are redefining success slowly. Like it's no longer about, you know, having the amazing career. It's, it's, it's redefined now. I like that. And I, I agree. I actually, uh, I did like a social media post. I asked people, I'm like, how do you define success? Right? Like everyone, I think everyone defines success differently. And I, I've actually talked about this with one of my best friends and he, I mean, we, we kind of joke. He's like, well, my version of success is if I get a helicopter and I'm like, all right. Right. And my version of success is if I build a company and then I talk to like maybe when I talk to my mom and she's like, well, my success is just having a happy family. And it's like, it's a, see, everyone has a different measurement of what their success is, right? Even, even though we kind of f- focus mainly like on career and like those type of uh, successes, I think you can have success elsewhere, right? You can have fitness success. You can have career success. You can have family success. You can have all this. There's various types of success out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned fitness success. If you can have fitness success, you can even make that a career. <laughs> you can have success as a mom. You can make that a career. You can make anything into a career, right? So, yeah, as you say, everybody defines it in a different way. So I think I, I want to ask this, and I know maybe this won't help other people, but I want to I wanna hear what you have to say on this. But how would you define success? What's what's your version of success? And this is the intelligent question of the day. I'm going to drop this. But what's your version of success? So my version of success, um, I would split that into two personal and non-personal. On the personal side, I would say I want to see my family happy and healthy. And I want to see my kids successful in this world. I want my, to see my family together and happy. And my version of success on the professional side I would say if I can inspire as many people as I can to, again, live with purpose uh, in my lifetime, to live with purpose and to leave a story we're sharing, that would be a great, a great version of success for me. The, the, the higher the number, the better. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So I, I want to ask this and then we'll kind of wrap up here. But you've been keep, you kept saying, like, live success. How would you say you help others live success? I mean, not live, no, sorry about that, not live success, live their purpose. That's, I don't know, I got the words. So I help them identify their purpose, find it or identify it, articulate it and create a story around it and use that story to either grow their career or to basically transition into a new, a new career. So I have a lot of clients that want to grow in their career. And so I help them do that. And I have a lot of other clients who are just, really tired of their career, they want to transition, they want to start something new that is more aligned with who they truly are, or they want to become entrepreneurs, then I do that. I also work with the the majority of my clients are corporate clients. So I help the corporate CEO of the corporate uh, define their purpose and share that with their employees so that he can hire or she 
can hire employees that are aligned with the purpose of the company. So, so that's how I normally do that. I do that through coaching. I do that through consulting. I do that through workshops. I, I'm a trainer as well. Um, so, so that's what I, uh, what I do more or less. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And what's the, if like people want to reach out to you, then what's the best way they can get a hold of you? What's the best way they can find you, get training from you? If they want to reach so out. The to best you? way would be on my website, which is my name. Um, and you can drop that in the comments uh, on the podcast. So it's lubnaforsley.com. And um, otherwise, um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I haven't been active on these recently, but I plan to become active again. So, but they can, um, I certainly reply so they can connect with me on my social channels. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Lubna, for coming on. I've, I've had a pleasure. It was great to hear what you had to say today. Thank you for taking the time to come and share what you had Thank today. You. I love your enthusiasm and I love the fact that you've started a podcast and that you want to do something that's bigger than you. It's so wonderful to see. It's, it's really great. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone, as you can tell, that is Ludna Forsley. As you can tell, she's a very intelligent person, has great things to say. I challenge you guys to go reach out to her, get training from her if that's something you guys would like. Uh, stay tuned until next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys as well. See you guys next week, and let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.